Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world right now. This is Ambrose Wang of The Raw Entrepreneur. And today I have Dr. Isla Fishburn from the UK joining us uh, for our once a month uh, circle of conscious caregiving for animals on Mind Valley. And I really want to welcome everyone for joining us today. Thank you. Um, so Isla, uh, for I think some of you might not know, she is like my, my, she inspires me. She's like a mentor to me. Uh, I'm very honored to call her a friend as well. Um, she has, well, she started out, she's a brainy, sciencey kind of person. And I can't even remember what she has, the, what other title she has in the back, but she's a conservation zoologist. She's worked with um, wolves. Um, gosh, that is the one thing that struck me years ago. You worked with wolves and I thought that was like super cool. Um, and she's made a crossover to... Um, being a practicing shaman and a guide to pet owners and a bridge between pet owners and their canine companions but she also um, works with other animals as well um, but she's she's honestly one of my the first people that I interviewed in the very start of my podcasting adventure and I'm just so touch that she's with us today so thanks Isla for joining us oh thank you so much Amos honestly you big me up far too much much gratitude for that but um yeah thank you thank you it's so it's always a pleasure to be here right I always love our little monthly circles so it's really really nice to be here thank you for having me back so um just just to catch up with a lot of people um um Isla has a couple of dogs uh, one of them is actually her companion guide or her spirit guide. I'm not even sure what I should call Tunka like her, her, her spiritual partner, uh, you know, um, and, and she has been busy with, with um, being a pet owner as well as a business owner and a teacher and a guide. So maybe I'll, I'll let her share her journey um, with Tunka with everyone. Mm, thank you so much, Amaris. Yeah, and yeah, we just have Tunkasila now because we lost Charlie the 27th of December. So I used to have many, many dogs and we just threw uh, our dogs aging, got less and less and less. And yeah, our dear little little Charlie beanbag Christmas pants, as we called her. Um, yeah, she, she transitioned on the 27th of December. So we're just out at Tunkasila, but Tunkasila is the, um, the dog that I started with. So she's 13 and a half now. And... Um, you know, I got Tunkasila when I was doing, I was doing my PhD. So I'd um, completed my zoology degree, done my master's, and then I was doing my PhD in conservation biology. And I was always, I've always had this fascination with nature, with wildlife, being around wildlife. And so it was always my intention and curiosity to, to want to experience what it's like living with another animal, like living with an, a different species to human. Like, what is that like? What does it feel like? Um, how can I interpret their world? How can I learn about myself through through their eyes as well? Um, and so that's kind of really why I got Tunkasila. Um, and it really threw me in this weird kind of mix 
dance, curiosity, frustration, confusion of the conditioning or belief system or opinion um, of what life should be like when we coexist with it. Well, it's not even it's not even for um, way way back then, and still for a lot of a lot of. And people in the industry, it's not even about a coexistence. It's just like, okay, you've got the dog, the dog lives with you. So how do you get the dog to be, to respond, to behave, to not do or to do? And I was like, wow, this is, this is like, even I can feel how suffocating it is for the, for, for this animal. And I always remember when I first took, um, so I took Tunkasila to like um, my very first dog, dog training class. And I was just like, this doesn't make like this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me because the the trainer at the time he was all very into like, oh, I've been a judge in this and I've won Crufts here and I've won this and I'm a judge here. Um, but one of the things that we were he wanted us to work up to do, and one of the things that he was asking us to do was he wanted our our dogs. So we're in this room with all these different people, and he wanted our dogs. He wanted us to put our dogs in a down and stay right. So like, ask your dog to be down, which I totally don't even explore anyway. Like. I'm perfectly happy if a dog wants to sit, the dog can sit. If the dog wants to lie down, the dog can lie down. Um, but it's not even something that I even explore. Um, but he wanted, to, he wanted us to put our dogs into a down and stay and then us all to leave the room and the dogs stay in that down and stay for like five minutes. And I was like, yeah, but like, what's like, what? how does that make my dog feel like what is my dog feeling sensing experiencing like i want to know from her perspective how that makes her feel by asking her like i can imagine in an emergency if i've you know i've dropped some glass and it's shattered to be like okay wait there stay like i need to pick up the glass but in what situation like she's not a working dog even that from perspective so what situation would i ever want her to be in this down and stay but then me to walk away from her and for her not to know when i was coming back what was going on like so i really was asking him like but from her perspective, how is she feeling about this? Like, what is what is her experience? And he was just like, well, it doesn't matter. Just get her to do it. And I'm like, no, but I, I can't get her to do it. Like, I, I need this information. I'm I'm curious. I'm not trying to have an argument with you. I'm just curious as to what does this feel like for her? Like, surely, like, what does it feel like for all these dogs where all of a sudden their guardians are going through a door and they're being left in this room? And, like, what does that mean? And he was just like, I don't care. Like, just get her to do it. And, and I, I actually just walked away and never went back. And... And it was really that kind of start of my journey of this exploration of um, what our belief system, what our perception, what our expectation is of of living or from my perspective, coexisting with another animal. Uh, and this is why it kind of brought us into full circle with what Amaris and I talk about of, for me, it's like, how do we live? Like, what does it mean? What does it feel like? How do we explore living consciously with our animal friends, living consciously with our companion animal friends, and from this wider perspective of consciousness to understand that, yes, as a physical animal, a dog, a cat, a horse, a gerbil, hamster, guinea pig, whatever animal we're coexisting with, they have a certain level of intellect from the from the brain. But as a as a vibration, as a as a conscious being that we all are, they have their own level of consciousness and intelligence. And how how are we capable, how are we able to tap into that to explore from their perspective. And it really, really took me to this time. And this is what I want us all as animal professionals and animal or companion animal guardians to, to understand of 
how often we are speaking, expecting, assuming, guessing, even with really, really good knowledge of what it's like for the animal, rather than actually getting to a, a place and a process where we, we can just ask them. It's a, it's a different way of asking. It's a felt asking, but it's still a receiving through this consciousness, through this intelligence. And it really takes me back to a time, which I think Amaris wants me to talk about today, of um, like what it was like for me as a child when maybe my parents, but not necessarily parents, maybe just adults in my circle, whether it was family, whether it was friends of the family, whether it was even maybe teachers. But as a young, young child, like just people spoke on my behalf when what they were speaking, I didn't feel was right for me or it wasn't correct or... I wasn't even allowed to have opinion or someone just assumed or guessed or just made that decision for me without going, hey, like, I'm here, I'm alive, like, I can observe, I know what's going on. Why don't you just ask me or why don't you just ask me, like, how it makes me feel if I'm okay with this, if um, I want to wear that coat or that coat, if I want to hug that person or that person, if, you know, why am I getting angry or why I'm crying or even being told to, like, you know, stop, stop crying, shut up, we don't care. Or another perspective of these agreements, like we just make these agreements of, um, you know, a, a mother, a father, an adult saying to a child like, oh, sweetheart, you know, don't cry because it makes me upset. And, you know, you, you don't want me to be upset now, do you? And of course, as a child, we're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to upset anybody. So, okay, I better not cry. Therefore, I'll just not cry ever again. But then how that affects us as well. And I just see it time and time again, how the things that we were told, the, the how we were spoken to or how, um, yeah, adults shared with us um, or what they placed into us from our childhood is then actually how we mimic that in in the way that we coexist or maybe not us in this group, in this teaching, but how so many um, animal guardians do kind of then just speak to their companion animal, their animal friend, how we were spoken to, how we were told, um, when we were children and then it becoming even more limiting from that place of this belief system of this is what an animal should be or shouldn't be, should do, shouldn't do, can like, can't like. Uh, and that's why as I say when we access this wider consciousness, which I know people in this community anyway, we're there, we're exploring, we're feeling, we're experiencing. But that is, I mean, that's just universal. That's not specific to humans. It's universal for all of life for all of all all of life including non-human animals and so how we tap into that wider consciousness um to understand and to hear literally hear from our dog's perspective or our our animal's perspective so we get an understanding and a glimpse of the wider consciousness that we are part of but also what life is like for those animals that we that we are in partnership that we are in relationship with Thanks, Isla. That, yeah, that that's exactly it. Um, now, for those who don't know, um, Tukasila is like a hybrid wolf dog. So she's like a ginormous canine. Um, who? How old is she now? She's thirteen and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she's actually transitioning. Um, with with her body's aging as well um right now so uh it's it's a challenging time for isla actually and today normally we have one and a half hours but because tunkasilla is actually 
uh, requiring a little bit more care. So we're going to um, cut, try and cut short the time for today's um, talk to about an hour um, so that she can spend more time with uh, Tungs. But um, could you, would you mind sharing, you know, um, what is it like to have a companion animal for so long and you've bonded with her because she's like your heart, your, your soul dog. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you have a business and you're traveling and stuff. And when sh her body is actually aging, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, to put it bluntly, you know, she is transitioning. So, but we don't know when mm -hmm. she's going to cross over. Yeah, so how how do you deal with all this um, mm. uncertainty? Mm, thank you so much for asking that question. And yeah, it's such a such a powerful question um, because, yeah, we've been on this really, yeah, be beautiful journey, Tunkasila and I of, um, oh, yeah, since, since since she was a puppy. And there was a point in my life where, um, I mean, there was a point in my life where I was going to end my life. I just got the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Like, that's it. I'm done. And it was, it was actually Tunkasila that was my lifeline because I was like, oh, but I can't, if I'm not around, then like, what's going to happen to her? Who's going to take, I, I, I cannot, yeah, I, I can't let that be her fate. So, uh, she literally at one point saved my life. Um, and there's something really beautiful. Well, there's something really beautiful about all animals. Right. Um, but of course, all when we like the animals that we live with of course uh better than anybody else's they're like oh but they're, they're our favorite um but there is um in the in the work that i do so i kind of blend everything together so i'm a scientist i i'm a canine wellness practitioner so there are times when i i just want to look at i just want to look at behavior that's not true i look at the entire circle the entire wellness wheel as i call it but um in in the work that i explore the work that i teach there is a concept that i talk about called um functional character which is kind of applicable to to well just canines it might not be but my focus really is on on canines um so functional character kind of describes because dogs are social group animals so functional character kind of describes um, when um, pups are born in a certain litter, they actually have this particular functional character, which is their functional purpose, their functional role that they serve within that group, that it's, it's there, it's within them. So one of the things that I do is I explore the functional character in dogs to explain like okay this this type of individual it makes sense why this individual is um its social network is a little bit smaller or this individual um is really quite relaxed around all situations or this individual is really quite hyper vigilant a lot of the time so it's not just looking at functional character but that's one of the things that i look at and like amara said is um it's really interesting because in terms of Tunkasila's functional character, so irrespective of what she is as a soul being and her her, her soul journey and connection with me, just in terms of the, her physical being that she is and her functional character, she's what um, I class as a guide. And so for all of her life as a guide, um, guides are really, really independent. Um, so they're very much like, mm, okay, so you're my humans and I have a few outside humans and I know a few dogs why do you want me to be friends with anybody else like that makes no sense whatsoever so for them it's always about value it's always about like and why should i do this why should i do that um so she's and it makes them very very independent so she's been fiercely independent like all of her life like sure we've had a lot of adventures and journeys and of course like we we go out for very long walks and this beautiful connection together but it just means her neediness 
uh, throughout the day uh, her need for my attention is has not really been there because she's just like almost like a, a the, the, when a child starts to get more and more independent like I can do this on my own I can do that jigsaw I can tie my shoelaces she's she's always like that and so now she starts to age right so it's really interesting being with not only a, a dog that is getting into those senior years but also a dog that's been that is a guide who's been very independent, very like, yeah, I'm fine here, I'm fine, this is my own thing, yeah, you guys go out, it's fine. To then be like, um, it's almost like, like Amara said, it's it's almost like I've got this two-hour window, two-hour window, and then she's like, I really need you, I just need you to just be sitting with me, just touching me, just here. There's this, there's this vulnerability that's really coming through, this sensitivity, which is really interesting because, again, um, it's shaping how I navigate around my own journey with Tunkasila and my own exploration of this wider consciousness of how things are changing. And so things are changing all the time. There's one thing that I always say, which is the only thing in nature that is constant is change. So I'm always accepting of change, knowing that change change occurs all the time, heartbeat to heartbeat. But now this exploration of how do I consider in my work, uh, like Amra shared, because I, I I mean, not so much with 2020 and 2021, but things are opening up again now, right? So, um, yeah, how I consider my travel and how I consider Tunkasina's needs. And this is what I go to with tapping into the, the wider consciousness and intelligence of what everything is. And so on the 27th of December, we um, we lost um, Charlie Beanbag Christmas Pants. And on the 28th, so the 20th of December, like there was a, a this change, like Tunkasina is... Be becoming more and more kind of dependent on on us um but on the 20th of december this kind of bigger change came where she was like oh, just like i'm not really bothered about eating just looking a bit unwell and of course the the, the correlation is going to be right the pattern's going to be well we've just lost one of our dogs like Tunka see this is going to be grieving she's going to just be sad she's going to be pining of course she's not going to want to eat it makes total sense it's to do with because she's lost a companion friend and there would be part of me that would, would explore that myself and part of me did but when I connected with her um just with her soul just to kind of say like hey what's going on here like are you, are you dismissing Charlie um so Charlie and Tunkasila haven't been companion and uh, friends for for all of their life they 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 got together when Tunkasila was five and that's when I met my my husband and he had Charlie um and so there's not there's not kind of like grown up together since they were pups um but still it's like you know are you are you missing Charlie and she was just like, no, like, I already connected with Tunkasila to share with her what was happening with Charlie. And she was like, yeah, I know. Which is what Tunkasila knew with, with when we lost our other dog, Caller, in 2020. So she knew what was going on. She knew about that. And she was like, look, I'm sad for you guys. Like, you guys, are, you're sad. You're grieving. Like, yeah, I'm feeling your sadness. And so I'm sad for you. But she's, there's, this, there's a different understanding of saying her own goodbyes to Charlie. So I was like, okay, well what's going on here and it was really beautiful because how she showed it to me was um she was like look charlie was at end of life it is really important for me and my husband stevie to to be there fully to support charlie as she was going through end of life and it was inevitable she was just day by day by day it was clear she was going to pass very very soon um and tunkasi was just like look i've been holding something i've been holding something because i've been able to hold it so that you could put your attention and focus onto charlie Charlie's not here now, so I need to share with you that, yeah, there's something there's something not quite right in, in me. Um, and so that kind of carried on and, and is continuing carrying on. Um, and so 
carried on into the the early weeks of January, and I was to I was to go away to somewhere really important. I had a really important um, workshop to be part of, um, and and yeah, it was just really important. Really, um, oh, I was really ready for it as well. Um, so I was supposed to be going away. And I, I couldn't make a decision, right? I was like, I'm supposed to be going away. Tunka Seal is not well. We've recently lost Charlie. Um, I just don't know what. I cannot make a decision here. I don't know what to do. So I was like, well, why don't I just why don't I just ask Tunka Seal what's right for her? She's part of this. She's part of my family. I coexist with her. Again, going back to that, what I said to a child, like, how would I? How would that child feel? How would I feel if I wasn't very well, but my parents just made a decision about how I felt or how I didn't feel, and that would be okay anyway? Like, that's what we are doing, or unconscious of it and intentionally so that's what we can be doing i should i should say with our our animal friends so i just went into that space and just said like this is a situation i'm going to be away for for five five dark nights so i always i always make a point of saying the five dark nights because when i used to do these connections previously and i'd be like okay so for five sleeps i'm going to be away for five sleeps what i realized is that can confuse animals because of course um cats dogs in particular um or I guess even hamsters or other animals as well, they, their, their sleep pattern's different to ours, right? So we know, like, we're awake during the day and then we go to sleep at night. So that is, like, when we're asleep. But for dogs, cats, for example, they, they could be asleep for four times during the same day. So I realised when Tunka Sita was getting, like, a bit confused, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well... I've been asleep, but you're still here. Like, I'm really confused. And I'm like, oh, no, not not when you've been asleep, when I've been asleep. Um, so it's always, for me, like this wider conscious, right? Always learning. Like, I really will say, like, <laughs> I'm here as a professional, right? And I I know nothing. Um, anyway, I sat with Tunka Seela and was just like, hey, like, this is the situation. I'm going to be away. I'm going to be quite, I'm going to be still in the country, but really quite far away from home. And um, this is how long I'm going to be away for. What is it that you need? What is it that you need? And, you know, she shared with me, she was just like, too many days, too many days, I need you here. And it was so beautiful. Um, but even in that moment, there was in a millisecond, just for a millisecond, but it came to me, it, that thought came to me of like, ah, but she'll be all right though, she'll be all right. She's fine, like, she'll be all right. My husband's around, like, she'll be fine. And, because I really, really want to go away, right? But that, that's kind of the teaching in itself of we choose to coexist with the, the animals that we coexist with. And so therefore, to really honour them and to and for them to be part of our family truly, fully, wholly, and for, for us to be coexisting with them, we are in partnership with them, we are in a relationship. And a relationship is two ways, right? It's, as we know with our own children or friends or family, husbands, wives, whoever, it's like, it's always about, hey, this is what feels right for me. How does it feel right for you? And how do we come up as a compromise? Or how do we just hear everyone's opinions and then make a decision from that? So I was like, who am I Who am I to deny? Like, I've just asked a question to Tunkasila. She's given me from a place of authenticity. Our animals cannot lie. They do not lie. And equally, they do not exist from judgment or blame or shame or criticism. I can absolutely share that with you. But I was like, who am I to ask her this, this question? And she gave me this honest answer, which was, do you know what? I need you here right now. And then for me to go, ah, but you'll be all right, though. Which, again, took me back to all those times as a child when I was like, I kind of need an adult that I really know. And tr don't leave me with this auntie that I don't really know. Like, I need another, ah, you'll be all right. You're just a kid. And I was like, wow, like, we do that so often, again, like, with the greatest of intentions. But then 
not maybe looking deeper than how it affects our animals or how it changes how they feel, their emotional state, even how it affects them physically and their, their health, right, and their illness. So it really opened up my eyes from that perspective of, wow, like that teaching there, she's taken me back to that time of, yeah, what it feels like when an adult spoke on my behalf, or even now when we assume, right, so I, I gave this example of, um, I don't know, maybe I go to a friend's house, right? And just because I'm trying to be polite and maybe I go to my friend's house, we, we meet every Saturday and we meet maybe eight o'clock at night. So because it's been a long day for me and I'm hungry, I'm trying to be polite. My friend always makes like something with custard. And it just so happens that I hate custard, but I'm being polite and I'm hungry. So I'm eating this custard. And then my friend tells me about this party that we're going to go to and like it's going to be full of all of her friends. So I she's like, do you want to come? Like, yeah, sure, I'll come. It'd be great to meet new people so I meet all of her friends and she's like oh this is my friend Isla oh my god Isla just loves custard I mean oh custard is like definitely favorite food and I kind of at that party go yeah uh -uh, no it isn't and then my friend's like what are you on about of course it is like every Saturday you come to my house and eat custard like custard is definitely one of your favorite foods and I'm like yeah it's kind of not you know I just I didn't really want to say anything and I was being polite and also I was really hungry so I just ate the custard it's that for me, this really beautiful um, awareness um, that I was like, wow, how often do we speak on behalf of of our animals, even if we have got good knowledge, but it's still guessing, it's still making an assumption, it's still, um, or the, our, my dog, my horse, my cat, my hamster, whatever animal we coexist with is doing this because da 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 da. Whereas when we get to that place of deeper consciousness, we can truly receive what it is like for them we can truly receive like this is how it makes me feel this is what i like to this is what i don't like to do when i'm not heard when um you don't ask me or a way that i'm trying to desperately show you my answer or express how i feel as then comes these behaviors that you don't like or you don't understand or again you're telling me not to do but i'm still expressing myself and this is a beautiful kind of journey that i'm on with tunkasina of finding um what it is that she needs as she gets into her senior life and as she gets into this place of wanting to sit down with her and ask her um about hey what do you need when it's your time to pass and there's I'm, I'm actually hoping on saturday i've put some time aside this saturday coming where that's exactly what i'm going to do i'm going to sit in this space with her and be like hey let, let's just talk about your passing like like we would do with a family member a, a grandparent or you know our mother father or um a relative when we're like look i know you're still going to be around for a few years yet but it's also your aging. So let's talk about this kind of funeral plan. Let's talk about what it is that you would like. We get to do that with our animals as well from a place again of, um, again, all I can share from my perspective is when our animals share, it's all from a place of no judgment, no blame, no shame, no criticism. And that's exactly what they want to reflect back to us as well. This, they really want us to live our life from this place. It's almost like that's why they show up in our lives in the first place to go, hey, there's no need to be judging of yourself or others. There's no need to blame yourself or others. Um, be happy and heal, be happy and heal. And that's what Tunkasila shares with me all the time. And even when I'm doing like soul work with other canines or, co or connecting to like the consciousness of, of canines, um, it's just this share that comes over, over and over again of like, the animals that are in your life are here. Yes, they may come with their own challenges, um, um, uh, things to work out, but also they're here because they're showing you that pathway of how to be happy and how to heal, how to be happy and how to heal. Um, and so we can start to look at that from this wider perspective of consciousness, of intelligence to go, wow, what does my animal reflect back into me? How do I actually speak to my, to my animal like I was spoken to when I was a child? 
which then gets to be that place of, and not the only place, right, but a place of any wounds, belief patterns, traumas, pains that we are carrying, not maybe that are ours from a child, child experience, but also that we carry for our parents because our parents also passed those wounds onto us that they were just unconscious of, totally unaware of. And then we can start to recognize this wider consciousness of like, wow, how I speak to my dog is this conditioning. It's I'm speaking like how my mom, my nana, my an, an, an adult spoke to me. Um, that I'm putting on my dog of these limitations, these restrictions of you can be this, but you can't be that. You should be this or you should be doing this, but you shouldn't be doing that. Um, and so it's in a framework of understanding, of course, from a physical perspective, the patterns, the behaviours, the communication, the the way that we can understand from that perspective of how an animal is, is speaking to us. But then tapping into this intelligence and consciousness right, right, right down to the level of like I'm going to do on Saturday... I'm aware that you are um, slowing down. I'm aware that your um, life essence, that your vital life force is is leaving you bit by bit. It's not to say that you're going to end, it's going to end next month, uh, but it's coming. It's, uh, yeah, it's coming. So whilst we have this opportunity, share with me, what is it that you would like? And there's always this beautiful caveat. So when I'm doing this with my dogs, I did this for Cola, I did this for Charlie, I'll do it for Tunka Sela. Um, when I'm doing it with, um, guardians that um, of, of um, sorry clients of guardians of the animals. Um, there's always this sharing of I have I will share with them say hey like it's beautiful that you shared with with me just to let you know that if your human uh, is struggling to to cope, um, if there is a complication like there is a rupture there is a bleed and there's something like you're going into heart failure that there is something uh, where we need this medical intervention of of supporting you in in passing supporting you um, in this transition. Like that might have to happen. And what is so beautiful, and it's only from my perspective, I can only share from my perspective, is that every animal that I've done this with, they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I just want to share. Like, if it's possible, this is what would be really beautiful. But equally, it's also fine. Whatever, whatever's supposed to happen is also fine. It's the importance of being able to be heard. It's the importance of being able to be listened to from that higher place of consciousness and intelligence. And that's where I'm at with Tunkasila right now, but from a different perspective of talk to me, share with me what's what what this vulnerability feels like for you, because you've always been this like stoic, um, independent, I got it, I can handle it, don't need anybody. Like she's always loved us, she's always want, wanted that company, but in her own way, um, yet that's coming through now of I need you to sit with me, I need you to be just silent with me, um, I need you to hand feed me, um, yeah, or I just yeah, there's just this this vulnerability of what's coming through, um, and it's yeah, it's 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 interesting of looking at again. It reminds me how I how I took care of grandparents, um, or how maybe you look after your parents, right, when they are also aging, of how they slow down. We have a little bit more time, we have a little bit more care, a little bit more patience, a little bit more understanding, um. It's really important to consider this for our animals as well. It's Tunkasila, like she she cannot jump in the van anymore. So, okay, I'm going to, how we, we can look at getting practical things like ramps and things like that. But again, sometimes we forget of this is how our dog was. This is how they used to be. And this is how they are now. Uh, we can still have that expectation of like, you know, come and get the stairs quickly. Or why are you being so slow here? Or even again of me, just like how we get to slow down this time, slow down this time. So 
Again, from a practical perspective, Tunka Sealer is still desperate, like, oh my God, it's walk time, let's just go. She's so excited. And then we're out for all of 30 seconds and she's like, oh man, this was such a bad idea. And so we're spending a lot of time being outside, but just sniffing. And even though it's friggin' freezing cold here right now, it might be where you are, but it's so cold. So I'm like wrapped up in loads of layers. And I'm like, but sweetheart, if you want to sniff, like you just sniff. Like this is so so important for you because there are so many things now that she can't do, that she used to do, that she loved to do. And um, so supporting her as she is um, becoming elderly, becoming senior, supporting her and just keep checking in of how she is, supporting her and asking her, hey, when it's that time to come, is that time to pass? Like... Oh, it's um, it's gonna be a a pull. I mean, that's gonna be an end of an era for what we've been through. Um, as like there was a time also when Tukasi and I were in an abusive marriage, and so we yeah we've there's been a we've been witness to many things, but yet from my perspective, there's also an excitement, and I don't mean a like wow, I'm gonna be excited when my dog passes because I'm gonna be a mess. Like I'm gonna be a mess. Um, but there's there's an excitement of like wow, and who are you gonna become? Um, when you leave your physical body and transcend and then become spirit, become become part of the invisible realm, become part of, as I refer to as like my spirit team, because I know without any shadow of a doubt, and also because you shared it with me, that when she goes, she's just going to sit here as one of my advisors in the spirit realm. So there's like an intrigue of this sadness and this understanding of like, wow, when we lose an animal, like how how we can be in ceremony to support them and help them transition, but then also how we can be with them for them to still share with us of um, guidance, support, advice, what it is we need. For me, I know Tunka Seelers is going to be kind of one of my counsel for when I'm working with, with other animals in this way. Um, yeah, so there's there's this this interest of knowing, like, I never, ever, ever, ever want you to leave, but I know that's, that is also a part of life. I'm honouring of that. I am accepting of that. I'm understanding of it. But what's going to happen when when you become part of my soul team? What journey are we going to go on then? I'm um, Knowing that in that sense, that's never ending um, until I leave my physical body. And, um, you know, we may be just meet as souls uh, and then go on another physical adventure together or or maybe not. Um yeah, if that if that answers your your question. You know, you you're talking about dying and death, and you know the the anticipation of it. Um, you mentioned that um, you lost your dog Charlie in December. Was it December? Yeah, end of December, right? Um, because you know you practice this, you teach this, you share. You know the rituals and everything. Um, how did theory and practice actually come together for you? Yeah, so beautiful. So the story. So Charlie was. Um, so again, I I connected with the Charlie every day to go like, how you doing, sweetheart? And yeah, she was just like, she she just kept sharing. She was like, yeah, I'm failing. I'm failing, but I'm at peace. That's all she kept saying to me. But I'm at peace. I'm peaceful. And I was like, look. We can bring in medical support. We can bring... She's like... And she was aware of it. She's like, no, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm at peace. And Charlie was... um, She was at peace to go, do you know what? And just we'll keep going and we'll keep going. And then there'll just be a day where I'll just not wake up. Um, and this is what I was talking about before. When we are coexisting with an animal um, or a non-human animal, um, 
it's a relationship, but we sit down as a family. So there's also my husband to consider. And as much as as much as I love and adore Charlie being by Christmas pants, like Tunka Sealer is like my heart dog. Charlie was a dog that I loved, um, but Tunka Sealer is my heart dog. And Charlie was much, much more of my husband's dog because she was my husband's dog before we got together. And so, of course, we're factoring then in, how does my husband feel about this? And he was just like, I can't cope anymore. He was waking up every day, seeing his dog more, more and more just I'm not eating and just uh, and and I was like you know she's she's okay she's she is peaceful she's fine she knows happening she's not scared she's not frightened she's not in any pain and uh, he was just like I, I can't do it he's like, and, and so that's what we have to consider and of course this is why we come from a place of no judgment it's all from a place of love and peace and going let all voices be heard let all voices be heard and I said like, that's fine we have options Charlie knows that we have options let me connect with Charlie and just share with what's happening. And she was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. She was just, it's almost like, oh, they love the love that our animal friends have for us because it's the love that we have for them, right? They are therefore always so considerate for our needs, always so considerate for our needs. So she was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, hey, I'm not going to get better here. So that's fine. If that's what is, if that's what's going to help, then um, that's what's going. That's what's needed, and so um, as Stevie just kind of sat with Charlie and he just did his own thing. I just yeah, I, I went to a ceremony. So for me, like I'm, I really find knowing that we can honour death, and knowing that we can sit in a space when our animal has passed, when it's time for them to pass, um, and we, yeah, we can really sit in this powerful place to honour who they are as a final farewell. That's exactly exactly what I did. So, um, I almost, I have like um, I have a strength in knowing that for the for the animal, they just go like, hey, this is like it's my physical body that's gonna go. Like me, like my soul isn't. Like that's like the soul cannot be destroyed so yeah my physical body's not going to be around anymore and i understand like how that's going to be sad for you and yeah there's i'm going to miss all the things that we had and all our time together but there's such sense of peace such sense of almost like um not that again that our our animal friends aren't like oh i'm going home i'm going home see you like i've just been like of course they've loved their life with us but the reality is there's there's a like sense of yeah but i get to go home i get to go back up to land of spirit land of ancestors what whatever we want to call it um so yeah i was in this space of of a, of a ceremony for charlie before we took her to the vets and then when we took her to the vets um i still kept connecting with her and just explaining to her like this was, what was going to happen and um yeah just using a few words just words that I will I share if ever, if anyone ever sends to me like oh can I do a ceremony like I've my dog's just passed or uh, my dog passed x number of days or months or even years ago there's always like general information that I send about like what can be done uh, and one of those things that can be done is just say to our animal friend of just like yeah and do you know what go to the light just as soon as you see that light just go to the light go to the light um and so what was really interesting is because from that perspective there was almost like, wow, I also want to be holding space for my husband, right? He was like, Charlie was more his dog than, than my dog, although I did a lot for Charlie and with Charlie. Um, but it was almost like, I'm holding you, sweetheart, because you're clearly in a worse place than what I am. And it's, a, yeah, important to honour that. And what I really love is about, again, being conscious, being conscious in every way. So what really fascinated me was um, how grief worked through my body. 
because there wasn't really there were tears but it there wasn't really many tears it's like oh charlie like i've loved being with you thank you for all the experiences thank you for showing me sharing me thank you for all your wisdom your medicine oh what an honor to to share this earth walk with you and like yeah just your home your home go to the light and that was really beautiful um but it was it was actually it's the very first time i've experienced as far as i'm aware but how that grief hit my physical body it was really interesting i've never had grief hit my physical body before but i was like oh my knees my elbow oh my body man is oh and so again i was like okay well where where's this pain coming from so again i sat consciously with it like what is the purpose of this pain and it was like yeah it's grief it's it's grief just it's working in its own way so it's not like as i say it's not like i'm not immune from grief of course there's a love there's an honoring it's like i really miss like the physical connection of of the animals that i coexist with um but there is still from my perspective and it, and it is only my perspective because wow grief works in very unique and specific ways to every individual but for me there's also like um there's almost a beauty um i know it's almost like an oxymoron word right of beauty around death but for me there there is a beauty of how do i get to hold space for this this friend that i've coexisted with just like it would be for a human friend for a human family member of like wow thank you thank you thank you for being in my life for all that we've journeyed through for all that we've seen for all that we've done oh and i'm honoring you i'm honoring you and i'm holding you and i'm loving you and knowing that 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 kind of never ends and so it's for me going into that dance with grief as well knowing that there is a beauty with grief of again if we hold on to it that's it's still got to come through it's it's got to come through some way and that might end up being through anger through stress through frustration through physical pain that we then don't even look at we try and ignore um but it's it, yeah it's still got to come through and also from that perspective of i know it's happened a fair few times now of again the the soul journey the soul message which there's many many soul messages when, when we are coexisting with a non-human animal and um, we are having this soul journey this I refer to it as an experience. That's all that we're doing. We're having an experience together. So we're having this soul experience, which for some people, that soul experience, that soul journey with their their animal friend, when that animal passes, is to allow that human to heal from grief that they've been holding on to. It's not even actually, they're not even grieving that, that their animal's gone. It's like, oh, but I'm still connected to them or I understand it from that perspective, but it just opens up, oh, it opens up this door for a grief that they've been holding on to for 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 another another family member another friend another being that that died months ago years ago way 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 back when that for whatever reason they were just like mm -mm, i can't yeah I, I can't look at that grief it's too painful and that's what the the animal shows up at that time so this is what i mean when we step into this place of the wider consciousness the wider intelligence it just makes me realize like God, I know nothing because it's so unlimited. It's so expansive. It's you can't even you couldn't even guess to know. Um, but when we connect in this way, we don't need to guess because the animal, in their own way, will will share with us what is to be so. You know, you have this gift. You know, the the magic gift as a shaman. But say someone like me. You know, and I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think I'll ever reach your level. I, I, you know, I don't think so. I don't know. Um, but as a regular pet parent, um, 
what are the ways to try and connect with our companion animals? Mm. Yeah, you so can do it, Amrist. You so can. It's the. Do you know what it always is? It's always, um, it's always the ego that stops us. Of oh, I can't do it. Like everyone else can do it, but I can't. Or what if I get it wrong? <gasps> what if I hear something that I just don't want to hear? Like the, for a lot of people, that's what it is. And when I like, and that's why like our, it's just like a child, right? Um, oh sweet, d does this look nice on me? No, I prefer that green jumper over there. How dare you? But that's just a very unkind thing to say, and you've hurt my feelings. And so the child learns, oh, I'll just not say anything. Like, non-human animals have no self-limiting beliefs or no self-limiting doubts. Very much like children have up until a certain age until we start to put it on them. Oh, that's a talk for another time. But they will always speak honestly and authentically and openly, even if we don't like what we're hearing. Because we're asking them a question, right? So they're giving us an, on an honest answer. We're not asking them a question. Um, for us to go, but t but tell me what I want to hear, because if that's the reality is, if that's what if that's what I want to do with Tunka Sela, I would have wanted her to say, "Ma'am, it's fine. You 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 go." Actually, I can't even say "Ma'am" because that's not our relationship. But for her to say, like, "You just go. I'll be fine." That's what I wanted to hear. That's what I was desperate for her to hear. Uh, that's what I was desperate to to hear from her. But it, her words were like, "Yeah, too many days. I need you here." Um, and yeah. So once we. Um, it's, it's it's almost like a practice, right? So like in anything, um, I always liken it to, hey, if you want to um, get strong, healthy, if you want to start lifting heavier weights, if you go at the gym, if you go at the gym once a month, you're not really, it's not going to work. Um, so it's just, it's something that, yeah, we have to be, be make a conscious effort over. It's almost like as part of our, for me, it's part of um, a beautiful relationship and protocol when we choose to coexist with another animal. Like it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a puppy at the weekend. So these are all the things I need to buy, like a bed, the food, the leads, some toys. Um, these are all the things that I need to know. So um, well, how, do I, how do I teach the puppy? Is the puppy gonna sleep with me? What maybe the things that I need to buy? Maybe put some safety things around so the puppy can't chew things and damage themselves. And maybe I'm gonna look for someone who's gonna help me like with dog walking or dog sitting. I'm gonna maybe find like um, some friends nearby where I can like socialize my dog. Like we prepare everything. One of those protocols for me is yes. And how do you connect to the consciousness and intelligence of your dog? How do you sit? like you would with a child and go and again in that perspective a child how they can express uh well to begin with they're non-verbal so they literally see as we all do we see everything as energy so when we're young children that's how we see life like oh so so much like our like, so much like non-human animals but then we get start to talk things so this is a pen oh that's not a pen that's a pencil I'm like, well, that's a pen. No, that's not a pen, Isla. That's not a, that's a pencil. That's a pen. But to begin with, we're like, oh, everything's so amazing. Like, it can be anything. Like, oh, this could be a wand right now. It's not a pen. It could be a wand. So that's what I love about non-human animals of how they just find everything so exciting. Um, but one of my protocols for me is like, you know, 101 things that you need for when you're bringing up your puppy or your dog is not just about the, the teaching and the training and the, the diet and the med like the are, are we going to choose to give like medical intervention like in terms of um regular like chemicals of flea and ticks and worms and vaccines or we're not going to do that and, and everything that we should be exploring one of those things is like yeah and how do i sit down and have a conversation with my my animal friend to go what was that like for you like when we travel to the car to the beach what's that like for you 
Oh, I don't want to travel to the car on the, to the beach. Oh. Well, I really wanted that. That's that's kind of why I got you, because I wanted a companion to go to the beach with. Well, I don't want to. Again, this is why they, they, they do and can and will share what it's from their perspective. They're not like, oh, I better say this because this will make my human happy. I mean, they share a lot to make us happy, but from a place of wisdom, from this deep wisdom, because then what we start to do is we start to see our life and our interaction relationship um, from a much wider perspective. And then we open up that conversation of, oh, this is what I expect you to eat, therefore you should eat it. Well, I don't really like that. Or it's the third day in the row that you've got that, given that to me. Like, be really nice if I could have something else. Um, and it, and it's really, it's really, really beautiful. But yes, it, it does take practice. And the first practice, um, from my perspective, is, huh, is just to let go, is to assume, like, you know, like I said, like, I'm professional, but I, I assume nothing. I assume nothing. In fact, one of the things that I say to myself in my daily practice is, today is a new day, I know nothing. And I say that in terms of I know nothing in terms of the knowledge that I have. It's irrelevant. I mean, in some cases it is relevant, but I mean, it's just like, don't allow my ego to get in the way. Yes, I've got knowledge, but don't allow what I know to get in the way if it's coming from a place of ego. But also I know nothing in terms of don't allow my past, don't allow pains, wounds, um, uh, comparisons, and I kind of, judgment. I, and I really do not operate from a place of judgment. Or at least I try not to. But there was a time, like I'll throw my hat, there was a time when I used to so badly. Because the reality is where I hold judgment in another is because I hold judgment in myself. Where I hold blame in others is because I hold blame in myself. Uh, and so I operate from a very, very different place now. Um, but yeah, coming through of the... Um, that place of, um, yeah, the, I know nothing and I'm not making, not, not, not assuming anything and trusting even like, and what will happen is time and time again, you'd be like, oh, but I might just make that up. Oh, but that isn't true. Oh, but I don't believe it because the, the practice is getting out of the mind. And this is where, this is where we live from, right? This is where all non-human animals live from, from the heart. This is where they feel, this is where they respond. This is where they share. We are the same. We are an animal. We are a vibration. We, we are, uh, our heartbeat is more than just an organ as we know. Um, so it's getting out of the way of ourselves. It's getting out of here and going, my heart, I'm, I'm asking my heart as my advisor. Now I'm going to my heart as counsel and my heart is connecting to, or my vibration is connecting to the vibration of my dog. And this is where, again, when we get into this place of wider consciousness and intelligence, that's what we're accessing. It's like we are we are wires. We are this network that is coming out of us, that is joining our dog and receiving or any animal and is, is giving us feedback. But that feedback, because that feedback is now being interpreted through code, it's been interpreted through information, through vibration. Sometimes it's words, sometimes it's taste, sometimes it's smell, sometimes it's symbols, sometimes it's a metaphor, sometimes it's like, I don't even know what this is right now. Like, expand on it more can you share more like what does this mean what is its purpose um and so being really playful being really playful being really curious but just like when you are preparing your dog's food or um if your dog is whining or going into that space of silence for a deeper connection which is what i do when i want a deeper connection um to receive on a, on a deeper level um so yeah practice getting out of the way of ourselves dropping out of ego into the heart um and really dropping in and 
yeah, I mean, we can we can we can do this as the end of the day. It's just doing a little slight holding on to a question, just a question that we'd like to ask an animal friend, whether it's like, mm, what is your favorite color? What is your favorite food? Hang on a minute. How do you feel about getting in the car, going to the beach? If that's something that comes up, it can be anything. Um, but just to explore um, the way that we feel. And I'm always grateful, right, that when I'm in a deep space. So when I do my soul sessions for my own dog now, in Tunkasila, now that she's the only dog, um, or if I'm doing it with clients, I, I go into a really deep space. So I go into an altered state of consciousness to really receive information um, on, a, on a deep level. And I'm really grateful because the way that I receive is it, it's not it's not always like dialogue of da 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 like a really deep conversation. But with it, it, it will be like words. Um, but equally, like, sorry, I say that I'm grateful because the way that I receive, I can receive through smell, through taste, through feeling, like through pain, through words, through imagery, through symbol, almost like sometimes I get these little almost movie clips through the eyes of the animal that the animal's soul showing me. Um, but sometimes it can be, do you know what? I just know for, for a lot of us, it can be, hi, just know, or yeah, my dog showed me a color or my, I, I felt something, or it can be like, it can be an image. Like a lot of, a lot of people will be sent like, oh, I don't really get it because this is what my animal showed me. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the question you asked? Okay. This is perfect sense. Let's hold the intention of the question and look at the picture that you received and let's break it down. And so with that, I would also say intention is really important. So it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with my animal this way. And, but I'm going to like, you know, think about what, what TV program I'm going to watch after I've done this or like what friends I'm going to speak to after, like, no, this is, we are honoring the sacred here for me. We're honoring the soul of our animal friend as we're honoring the soul of who we are. We are, we're saying, hey, I am here showing up, listening. I'm a hundred percent present. I am fully present, fully paying attention. Ha, ah, share with me, just share with me. And, and it will come. But if we're sitting there going, oh, share with me, it's not going to come, it's not going to come, it's not going to come, I can't do it, um, then then it won't. But that's why it's practice, right? And and really, the way that I work is very much about being playful. So having humour with this, it's not... You know, there was a time in my life when I'm like, oh, wow, of course we can connect with animals. Like, we can connect with the plants, we can connect with the trees, we can connect with the waters, we can connect with, the, we can connect with everything, of course we can. I can't do it, though. Like, maybe another time, maybe, maybe future Isla, maybe past Isla, but yeah, not now. Like, I can't do that. So I get it because I've been there before. And so I do get it. I, I've, yeah, I've been in that place. But we all can. We all, when we when we start to access that oneness that we all are, to that sense of like right now, huh, I'm not either this physical being. I'm just this network. And this network is going out to connect to the network of the animal now with that intention and that power and that strength and that love and that question. And I'm not assuming, like, I want to hear words. I, I'm... I'm not making any expectation of an outcome. I'm not even wanting a particular outcome. I'm just trusting. I'm in that place of like, I'm numb. I'm nothingness. I'm numb. I'm empty to receive. Not rather than going, oh, I expect this. I expect this. I, I want to hear this. Then that's also going to break the connection as well. So if we're just simply in that place of, yeah, I receive. I'm open to receiving. And I trust anything that I receive. And I am so grateful for how you show me. Because of course, there's a dishonoring there for like, well, that's not what I wanted to hear. Well, I expected to hear words, not a picture. Then um, that can, yeah, that can also create that disconnection because we're not honouring. We've asked that. We've asked a genuine question to the animal. The animal's open, but then we're saying, well, we're closed. We we shut off. So we need to be fully open and fully prepared.
you know, um, I've just questioned. I've always wondered when we have the puppy. You know, like for me, I adopted my dog as a puppy, and she when she was seven months old, and now she's going to be ten this year. Um, so there is a physical aging of the body, you know, in terms of linear time. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the soul? I mean, are they when they are born? Are they like ignorant, or are they wise? Mm. Am I asking the right question? Do you? Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, it's just it's funny because there's it's um hmm. There's just some stuff that can come up that is quite sensitive in nature because um for okay, from a soul perspective um this is just and this is just my share this is just from my experience um is like the soul can never be destroyed so I am right now um a physical body and my and my name is Isla that was the name that was given to me um but my physical body is a house for my soul so I have been many things which is why for a lot of us, for some of us, for all of us, well, I can't truly say for all of us we've had past life experiences or we've had a past life, but for most of us we've had a past life or past lives that sometimes that will come through in our current life but we're just, again, unconscious of it. And that's why some people, for example, like some of my friends, uh, they're working through some past life regression where they're like, whoa, I actually realised now that I was burnt at a stake uh, because people thought I was a witch or wow, I was a soldier in a war where like my legs were blown off or these past life um, vibrations and energies that still run through our body which can be cleared um, and that's also true for for any animal so our, our animal so your puppy Tunkasila have been many things and will be many things but right now they're a soul in a particular body having this experience and when an animal is born um, of course from a biological perspective it's like the sperm and the egg get together and there's um, a biological body is formed, uh, creates a, a physical being. Um, but at that time, there is the um, integration of the soul as well. So that's like the the soul that's just kind of like in the ether, um, in the land of spirit, land of ancestors, whatever you want to call it, is then um, incarnated, reincarnated, is comes back. And that's why, again, we can have these... Because our dogs, for example, have a shorter life expectancy than what we do, it might be our our dog passes, and then five years later we're like, I swear, I swear to you, this is this, this is like my Jesse that I had when I was a child. This is just the dog that I, in every way, in every way, and I'm like, well, yeah, it could well be, or do you know what it is? And um, so we can have these times again, or it might be like ourselves where we have a friend, and I'm like, do you know what? Like, there's just. I just met this person for the first time and it's there's just something about them like whether it's like I, I'm just instant love with them or I just feel like we've had I don't know we've just had lifetimes together because the reality can be yeah that's what you've had like in another life you were the best of friends another life you were husband wife in another life you were brother sister in another life you were sister sister so the soul has been many things and will be many things and that the, the thing what I was going to share which is is delicate and um, because it also includes all life as well is that when then the animal is born and this is why sometimes and it's not the only reason but sometimes there can be like a self-destruction where like well the animal the animal's born but it was only alive for two days and it passed is um sometimes it can be like a this is my terminology uh, I'm sh- there probably is a term for it actually and um, but like a spiritual shock of where the soul is like 
wow, I know that I wanted to come down in, onto this like earthly plane, onto this planet to have this experience. Wow, actually, it's it's a shock. Um, or I just miss. I'm yeah. I I can't be in this body, and so that's why sometimes those terminations happen. It's not the only reason, or that's why like an animal just yeah just just passes. Um, so when the when the animal is born, there's there 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 is this wisdom, but it's kind of masked by this very young, immature body where this, they're just learning it. It is. It's like us going to a foreign country and not speaking the language, right? And then be like, whoa, I don't even... It's like, I'm out of my depth. I don't even know where I begin because I'm totally out of my... I don't even know how to catch a bus. I don't even know how to pay for anything. I don't even know how to ask for, like, food and drink. I, I don't even know where it's... Like, whoa. Um, so to begin with, because they're... It, being in their body's new. It's like, what? Oh, wow. Like, I haven't been in a physical body for ages and now I'm in one or... Oh, I used to be a giraffe. Now I'm a dog. God, that feels what. So there's a newness there, right? Of like, I'm just, I'm just getting used to this, and that's what we see so beautifully in in puppies, right? Because they are learning to walk, learning to like. Oh, what is they? Oh my goodness! Because of course that that's what happens. Even what babies are doing, and that's from this beautiful perspective. When when there is a newness, when an animal is born, yes, there is a wonder of the world because it's a new experience for them. But it's not just a new experience for them from the physical body that they are. It's a new experience for them from the soul that has then come in to be in that physical body to also have that experience and to explore what it's like. And that's when, like with Tunka Sela, um, hmm, yeah, she's, yeah, she's she's always had that wisdom. Um, and some puppies, so some puppies can be really old, like, and you would, yeah, you. It's almost like the babies where people say, oh, she's been here before or he's been here before because they're the ones that like, are sitting up in the bed, wide eyes going, yeah, yeah, well, I know that's a book. Oh, well, I know that. It's like they've been here before and so they they are um, like just <laughs> relaxed, I suppose. I can't really think of the word right now, but they are, I guess they're present. You just have this feeling, right, of like, yeah, they've, they've been here before. So you will see that in some young animals as well. of just like, they're like, oh, yeah, been here. I'm ready to just impart my wisdom. So it, again, depends on the soul journey and the soul reason why that animal has come into existence at that time. Thank you, Isla. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's always having conversations with you make me always think about a lot of things. And then I usually have more questions to ask you after that. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, like I promised you, I've given you an hour so that you can spend time with uh, Tonka Sela. Um, but I, I really want to thank you because um, I know this is this is um, um, a challenging time for you and, and the family um, adjusting to her needs as she ages. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, I really want to thank you for actually making the time to, to join us today because you could have chosen not to. So I'm just really, really grateful that you did. I just want to thank you. Oh, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, it's an honour. And for me, it's, yeah, you know, she's slowing down. She's losing life force. I mean, you can see that. But, hey, it still might be another six months. It might be another 12 months. I've not been on that journey with her yet. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's always a pleasure and delight to do these with you. And, um, yeah, thank you for holding that. Thank you for, for honouring uh, myself and Tunka Sila in that way. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, just deep gratitude to be here and, and to share. 
so yeah, so we're going to just um end this session so that um Isla can can be with her family uh right now. But I want to thank everybody who joined us today mm. uh for listening in and and being part of this monthly circle. So I just want to thank everyone. Yeah, and likewise, thank you all for for joining and being with us and and staying. Yeah, thank you for listening. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.